Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome podcast. In the last episode, I interviewed Carly Myers, founder of The Stressless Company. Carly shared about how a traumatic event in her childhood led to her own transformation and how she serves her clients today. Make sure to go back and check it out. My next guest is Tim Barnaby. Tim is a 20-year procurement professional having worked within industries like financial services, software, banking, and telecommunications. Tim found his passion for speaking when he started at a Toastmasters club and then went on to work with professional speakers to hone his craft. Today, he is a certified world-class speaking coach and is building his speaking business with his keynotes, workshops, and consulting services, working with B2B sales teams to improve their presentation skills. His primary focus remains to be a loving husband and a positive role model for his daughter. Please welcome Tim. Tim, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Everyone, I want to welcome, welcome you back, and we're talking with Tim Barnaby. Tim, how are you today? I'm great. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. So glad you're here. So if you're ready, we can dive into some of the questions. Last time we talked about um, what, what was the biggest challenge you faced in your business and what was the biggest mindset shift that helped you break through. And you talked a lot about mentorship and really dialing in your target market to find out who you really could serve to the fullest extent and really create an impact for them. And so the first question I want to ask you today is, when did you first become an entrepreneur? Well, as of this recording, it's been about uh, three years now. So I started after I achieved a certification in public speaking and was taking that out into the market. Uh, and it's been a slow growth, to be honest. It, it is something that um, at first I think I had a bit of a uh, different expectation of what, what was really going to be like. Did not do as much due diligence, perhaps, as I would have uh, liked to, to just get a sense of what the this type of industry and these kinds of people mm-hmm. that are out there are doing and how how it has worked for them. So really slow grind and I am, I will admit that it's the part-time entrepreneur in me that uh, was not one that was gonna let everything go and jump right in and say, you know, deals will happen on day one per se. Uh, it was something that I was gonna continue to do while I held down a full-time job, which really also slows down your progress because 
you have a commitment to an employer that <laughs> expects you there for a significant amount of the day. And so that takes up, you know, a lot of time, especially if you're like me with a, a family with a young child at home. So you, it, it's a, it was a bit of a challenge to get going. Uh, but things have changed a little bit, and so we're starting to pick up and, and get a little bit more of momentum behind us now. Awesome. So when you first started, what were you looking to achieve? Well, part of the reason that I wanted to take on this journey was that it was the lack of fulfillment in the full-time job. Mm. So uh, as I explained on the show the last time, I've been doing procurement as a, as a procurement professional for more than 20 years. And while it has its moments, it can be fun, they are few and far between from my perspective. There's a lot of risk mitigation and a lot of uh, politicking in a sense with working for a big company. And I've had the the, the privilege to be able to work for some really great uh, big Canadian companies. I'm, I'm Canadian, if you haven't heard from the accent, uh, mm -hmm. but also uh, I had the opportunity to work for uh, a global software company, which uh, gave me the opportunity to work in the US. So I've, I've had this opportunity to, to see big companies work, how they operate. And I just got to a point where I felt that no matter what industry and no matter where I was, at least, you know, over here in Canada and the US, that some of the problems were always the same kind of problems. They just, you know, changed the logo on the building, changed the faces and the names in the building in which you work on in. And yet the problem still, you could, I could just say, you are that person or this issue is this issue at the, you know, a different employer. So I was just at a point where I wanted something else. And, and I talked about it before about my Toastmaster journey that put me into public speaking. And then as I grew in that, uh, in that element, if I, as I took on that journey, as I did more speaking and then started to work with professional speakers to hone the craft, it really got me excited. And it was the coaching element of helping others with their speaking that really brought that fulfillment that I was looking for. And that was the big thing that drove me was that, hey, if there are people out there that could get help from someone like me, who's passionate about speaking and presenting and can transform somebody through working with them one-on-one, -on -one, that just brought out an inner joy in me that I had never really had in any of the work that I had done uh, as a procurement person. So that was really the fuel that got me going was just seeing that transformation in people where they didn't have confidence or they didn't think they could pull off being able to connect with an audience because they have that fear of what are they going to think or how am I going to sound? You work with them to get over that. And all of a sudden they feel like, you know, something totally different has happened to them. And there is that aura of confidence that they all of a sudden have, they stand a little taller and they show themselves to be a little bit more confident. And for me, that's what lights me up because I am a, a part of that. I, I help make that happen for them. So yeah, the, ever since I've worked with people one-on-one, -on -one, it's been a, a driving force to push me to you know break away from full-time work and uh, on a working for a business and then creating my own business that would do this work. Oh, Tim, that's beautiful. 
I have to admit, that's one of the things that drive me in coaching when I hear that in your voice of seeing the transformation in others when they take those steps that you help them through. Uh, the coaching aspect is you're not doing it for them. You're sort of guiding them through and helping them create that transformation for themselves. And that is a powerful, powerful feeling. Yeah. And, and it's not all glamorous. I'll tell you, there's definitely yeah. <laughs> people that they don't take to it very well because they can uh, climb a certain point in their career. And that's for various reasons. They're smart individuals. They've had uh, some good wins in the businesses that they're in, but they have just have won it through a means that perhaps is not uh, the norm in today's world. It, you know, it was something that may have been able to win them business in the past, not so much now in the future. And when you confront them a little bit to say, we can't sound this way anymore. We can't present this way anymore. It's not advisable that you do. Uh, because as a procurement person, here's what I'm hearing. You know, here's how you are being perceived by me if I'm sitting across the table from you. And that's hard for people. It's, you know, now you're, you're, you had this fear at one point where it's, wow, there's a whole lot of people that are going to judge me. And now like you're right in my face judging me, <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it's just that, like we have to hear the, the feedback. We have to embrace it just because it's things that we may not even know. And then when it is in front of us and like when I do my coaching and in, in speaking, I like to film everybody. I film myself when I speak so that you can go back and go, Oh yeah, see, here's, here's something that I do that I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be doing when I um, was, I, because I'm still a Toastmaster and I still work, uh, I still do work, uh, not work per se, but I compete in the Toastmaster International Speech Contest. Uh, I recognized that I was uh, leaning back when I was speaking and no one was picking up on it in terms of evaluations, but I picked up on it when I watched the tape back. So it becomes a really effective tool that when I can see it myself and when I, you know, show my coaches, when I show them, see, this is what I'm seeing. I'm picking up on it. They can give me feedback on other things that I may not be seeing, but they are. And it's the same when I work with my clients is just be able to see them, show them, here's what I see. Now you can see it on the video and now they, you know, they start to embrace it a little bit more. It's sometimes it's not always the best, but sometimes you do have to take the medicine. Even yeah. Though it doesn't taste so good. Yeah. And, um, I want to call back to something that you said earlier and you just mentioned again, the importance of being coachable. And, you know, you think coachable, what does that mean? It means being able to hear honest feedback because a coach is someone who they speak it as it is without judgment because you may take it as judgment, but you, you say, I am seeing this and your customers are seeing this. Is this how you want to present yourself? And exactly. give them that option. Um, and just because the way you've always done something has worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work in the future. Exactly. With the changing in um, today's economy, today's um, uh, landscape. Yeah, I, I you know I like to work. Uh, I like to give examples in terms of with my clients around just if you think about it from an industry perspective if we think back you know 10 years ago uh, no one would have ever really thought 
that we would be addicted to our phones the way we are uh, and that we would do business on our phones the way that we do. But people today now have to think about that. They, I can even remember more than 10 years ago when people were questioning whether or not they should even have a website. What's the value of it? You know, they can come to our stores, they can get our brochures. Yeah, but you know, they might not even come to your store if they don't see that presence. So today, you wouldn't think about not having a website per se. Uh, and that, that becomes a whole different issue because there's definitely some controversy whether you should or shouldn't with social media, which there again, something grows and all of a sudden, why wouldn't you be on this platform versus that platform? So it's just that times evolve, business changes. And with that, our presentation styles have to change as well. And the, what the expectation is uh, from our potential clients or, or even when we're selling into our existing clients, what they're expecting of us to come and be in front of them is different today than it was in the past. So we really just have to embrace that change and start working at, on how we can be better and improve upon ourselves so that we can continue on the journey. Exactly, that's brilliant. It's true because all of business and selling and being an entrepreneur is about communication. And it's about presenting yourself to others in a way that they can know, like, and trust you. All right. So when you think back to, because you just shared so much awesome information, but when you think back to when you were transitioning from uh, working for your employer and moving into speaking, what was the light bulb moment that really shifted your mindset to know that it's time to leave? It was really after um, I was let go from uh, one of my employers that it was the, the right time. It was, it was an unfortunate uh, having to be let go, but at the same time, it was almost like the, here's your chance, like this is it. If you want to sign that you should be doing this, I'm giving it to you. You know, so we, I was given a, a package and I was walked out the door and then it was like, look, if you want to do this, you can jump back in and you can start working with another company and you can be, you know, follow, as I described before, it'll be a different logo on the building and it'll be different faces and different names, but it'll be the exact same problems. So you can continue down that road or you can take a chance and try to do this. So that was really for me, the, the timing. I mean, I was already not happy wanting to be in the environment that I was in when I was uh, let go of the, uh, the organization that I was with. So let's be happy. Let's change our perspective. Let's go out there. And just as I was describing, we, you know, we, we give presentations differently. So we got to, we got to work differently. We got to be energized. We got to be happy in what we do. And if this is the time, if this is the sign, if whatever, it, whether it's the universe or whatever it may be, then let's just go for it. And so for me, that was uh, about a year ago now uh, when it was time to get on and try something else. And so it's uh, ever since then have not wanted to look back. That's awesome. It was almost as if it was a gift when you were let the go. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it's never easy when, right. when people are let go from organizations, but it, you know, in, in that brief moment, you're a little disappointed that it's happening. And then all of a sudden you realize 
this is it. This is the this is the gift that you say that you've been given, and let's not waste it. Let's not be sorry about it. Let's embrace the the goodness that it is, and let's go make something great happen from it. And so, just to like show the extreme opposites, like what were you thinking while you were still in that job? Like, how are you feeling? What was like the the thoughts and the emotions that were going on? Yeah, so uh, I I uh, li- live in a city that has a decent public transportation, but I had to use it to get to work every day, and it was about an hour and a half commute each way. So three hours of commuting time, which is great when you're a reader or podcast listener, you know, use the time wisely to invest in yourself. But for me, it was that, and while I was doing that, I would be arriving with the only thought of how do I, you know, get through this day so that I can, you know, go back to learning in the evening we're on the commute home and then, you know, spend the time building the business that I want to build. So it was just that whole negative experience of I could not find the positive in, in the work environment. And, you know, it may have been the, the company that I was working for and the type of work that I was doing, but it was just also really knowing in the back of my mind that I was not doing what was going to make me happy and where I was working with people, you know, privately on my own time to, you know, help build the business and whatnot. That's what got me excited. That's what I realized, Hey, you know, if I can find more people like this that I can work with one-on-one, which I'm happy doing brings out the creativity in me and brings out an, an energy that I never really felt like I ever had when I was working, you know, for a big corporation, then it was that, was the real big for me let's get out there and do this yeah i love that so it was like you had already the contrast while you were still working for your employers like this is just sucking my soul and then you look oh but like this thing that i'm doing on the side is inspiring and fantastic what if i could do more of this exactly and people could even see me in both mm. lights, there was some there was some overlap with some people that knew me in in sort of both worlds, and they could tell there was a difference. You know, there was a Tim in the corporation, and there was a Tim working on his own business sort of thing. And yeah, it was it was very apparent that the that I was not happy in my corporate environment. It has its stability. It has its uh, um, it ha- it has career growth for people that are able to to achieve it. Uh, that are or have a, a path uh, that they work towards or that they get sponsored with and that they make it work for them. Uh, it just, for me, I've found no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much I was working towards something, it never materialized to, an, uh, to a point that I felt that I, w- I wanted to invest more in it. But the moment I started working with people one-on-one and honing in on their craft and their ability to speak better and present better, like I said, for me, it was just a, a big turning point that I wanted to do that more than anything else. That's wonderful. And that's exactly, I, I can appreciate that a great deal. And when you made that leap into being self-employed and you left um, your position, you had that gift of separation, how did the next few months after you started that go for you? 
it was you know trying and difficult at times because there there were those moments right of you know am i am i on the right path is is this going to work out should i've maybe tried a little bit harder maybe i shouldn't have really been thinking about this and you know that feeds into your mind a bit uh but as i said it was what i wanted to do and when you really focus on the things you want to do you can turn that mind shift around so that's really what was part of it for me is just spending the time not worrying about what was done in the past can't change it even if you could is that going to make you happier it might bring in that consistent paycheck every two weeks but it, it it's not going to make you smile more it's not going to make you energized to want to get up you know really early mm-hmm. in the morning even though i get up at five o'clock in the morning, which is totally fine for me. I, because when I do, I, I have a purpose for wanting to do work or, and I have a routine that uh, makes me successful. I set myself up properly for the day versus I had to get up at five o'clock because I had a routine that got me on a specific train to go to a place that I didn't want to necessarily be at. So, you know, knowing that that's not, a, that's not what we want to reflect on. We want to reflect on how many people can we have a direct impact on. How can we make a difference with them in the way that their companies operate and how they're going to become more profitable or drive more revenue or just be satisfied with the way in which they present? So focus on finding those people, finding the ones that need my help uh, and really reaching out and offering my services to them so that we can work together and make a better change. And so that's been, for me, the, the driving force to continue to go. Don't worry about what's in the past. Just keep looking forward. Keep moving the ball down the field that way. So it's about vision. It's holding the vision for yourself. Yeah. And, and it's something that I have to continue to work on. So I'm working with uh, a different pseudo mindset coach right now. And that was part of our initial discussions was that there's not enough of a vision. So you know, we're building the plan. We're still building this business. It's still very young, but we need something broader. We need, we need to really think a little bit further down. And so uh, we're working through that right now as well. Right. So it's, it's not so much like what's going to get the next year, what's going to, you know, what does five years and 10 years and 20 years look like? Um, not sure if I really want to do this for 20 years. <laughs> There's a, I wouldn't mind doing some retirement early if possible, but in the meantime, let's build this business as best we can. And so, yeah, it, it, working a bit more on just the longer term vision and where, where can we take this? You know, can we, can we make it bigger than just me? Um, I, I've never really thought of it. I, and that was never the intent when I started, but now thinking through it a little bit more and then putting the the vision boards in a sense up there to look at and plot out and consider and see if we make these kinds of shifts, would that work? Uh, I can see where this could grow much bigger than what I originally started out for it to be. So yeah, definitely vision is a, is a big element for me and, and it's something that I'm starting to work through a little bit more on a deep level. Yeah, you need to create a target for you to aim at. Even exactly. if it's a huge target, at least you'll get close to it. For sure. And then you can get closer to it. That's brilliant. And that really does segue into my next question for you. So what's coming up for you in the next 12 to 24 months that's a challenge that you're excited about? Well, 
uh, I have uh, really been thinking about the fact that I present myself as a speaking coach and a presentation coach and somebody who works with people one-on-one. -on -one. And I have all these great ideas and I have the thought process around how I can help people. And my platform is not really out there. <laughs> so uh, I started thinking about what would make sense. And part of the entrepreneurial journey is you get all kinds of help from different sources that are well-intentioned, but it can also derail you a little bit because then you'll start chasing everything. Oh, we got to, we got to have an online program and oh, we got to have a book and oh, we got to have a, a special coaching program this way. And oh, what are we working on over here from a keynote? And so I just found that I would start something and then squirrel syndrome. I'm off. Yeah, and squirrel and the, the shiny object. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I really sat down and said, no, I really want to focus on one particular thing. And for me, when I evaluated everything, it really was that the platform that I enjoy every day, which is podcasting. So for me, the, I don't want to say 12 to 24 months. I think that's a little too long uh, mm -hmm. term, but definitely uh, within say the next six months, my podcast will be out in the world. So I, I bought the domain name and right now I have a, sort of an outline of the things that I want to accomplish with it. And then I'm going to start working through the technical aspect to get it going and then officially do a launch week. But I, I, as a speaker and as somebody who presents, it's definitely a platform that works. Definitely uh, YouTube is a different, another one. I have a YouTube channel as well and I like doing video, but I really felt like the intimacy of connecting with people on a personal level and a deep level through this medium is something that I really would prefer to focus my attention on. So while I continue to build a business, uh, the podcast will be coming. I'm not going to share a whole lot just yet, <laughs> but definitely uh, be on the lookout because I'll have it out there. I'll, I'll look for time from you, maybe Trina, and then we can have a conversation at some point. Uh, I would love not, that. I, I'm not hundred percent bought in on the interview just yet uh, for the whole thing. But we'll, we'll definitely talk maybe uh, after the show here <laughs> about what we could do in the future. But yeah, that's definitely the big plan right now is to uh, get that up and launched and start sharing out with the world that will help me reach more people uh, and share the message of how can we change our sales professionals, but everybody who is associated with them and people that I can connect with and make everybody a better speaker and a better presenter. That's fantastic. You know, a podcast, I'm at the beginning of my journey and it's so exciting. It takes time to set up, but once you set it up, it's like a, it's something you need to nurture yeah. long term. So I think that does fit in the 12 to 24 months. <laughs> once you get it set up you know, sometime in April, it will just grow. It'll yes. grow and become something even more magical. Um, really quickly, what was the transformation that happened that you didn't realize would happen with this journey when, when you started it? Uh, and it's still evolving. I, I, it, for me, it's that um, really a belief, if you will, that I can get this done because there is a confidence that has to come with entrepreneurship. You have to be confident to stand up in front of an ideal 
customer and say to them, I believe I can help you. And if you want, I would love to work with you if you think I'm the right person to help you solve the problem that you have. Let's talk about how we can make that happen. And while that might sound really easy in a conversation like this, once you're in that setting, it is challenging. And for me anyway, having been the person on the other side listening to that or an element of that because they never really got that finesse per se, but they, you know, being on the other side and just being the person that has to say yes or no, or let's talk about it or let's think about it and let's talk contracts and let's negotiate pricing and whatever, you know, we procure people would do, but to change that mindset and have that confidence to now stand in front and say, as a guy who's been on the buying side, now I want to be on the selling side and, and really focus in this way. It's uh, it's, it's something that I continue to work through and there is a definitely a confidence that will build. I will encourage myself and, and look for mentors and, guides and those that I surround myself with to continue to help me build that confidence. I, I like to look for people and say, you know, can I, can I practice my pitch with you? Can I practice my, my sales presentation to you and how, if you know, put yourself in these shoes that here's, here's the type of people I'm talking to and, you know, throw in a, throw in a something that I'm not expecting. I'll, I, I want to see how I react to it. You know, um, it's part of the, the speaking journey. You have to do rehearsal and you have to expect the unexpected. So let's work through these things and then build up that confidence. Like, well, how would I handle that? Oh, I, I didn't see that coming. And I don't want to have that happen the first time in front of someone. So yeah, let's, let's work through these things and and build that confidence up so it's it's definitely for me uh something that i'll continue to work on uh, because i find that's very important to to have that confidence to be able to be putting yourself out there in that way wonderful tim this has been such value-packed such a value-packed conversation where can people find out more about you well my preferred uh social media channel would be LinkedIn. A lot of the people that I'm looking to work with are there. It's a, uh, more on the professional side, but I have a presence on most of the other platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and you can find everything about me and the, how to work with me at timbarnaby.com. And you'll also be able to find how to work with Tim or how to reach out to Tim at least in the show notes because I'll be putting all of his information and a summary of what we talked about in the show notes. So check those out. Tim, thank you so much for being on this interview with me with the Field Guide to Awesome. Thank you, Trina. You are awesome. Look forward to coming back on the show again in the future. Fantastic. If you'd like to learn more about Tim Barnaby, check out the show notes for how to connect with him. Stay tuned for the next episode where I talk with Dr. Christine Lee. We talk about how procrastination holds you back from taking action. Even messy action can break the procrastination cycle and lead you to finding your flow. Listen in to learn how to recognize when you are procrastinating. You aren't going to want to miss it, folks, so tune in next week. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. 
If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. As a special thank you, when you leave your rating and review, you'll win a 15-minute free consultation meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again and be awesome.